Would you like to accelerate your career and reach your full potential in just minutes a day? Welcome to the LeadX Show with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. How can a team of mentors enhance your career and entire life? Hello, everyone. Kevin Cruz here. Welcome to the LeadX Show, the smartest way to start your day. And in just a minute, we're going to talk about the secrets to finding life-changing mentors. And this is another two-part episode. You're going to hear that our guest got really vulnerable right away, and she shared a story about how mentors can help you not just in your career, but in the toughest times of your life. And it really hit me, so I ended up asking a lot of follow-up questions. And so we're going to break this into two parts so each episode can still fit nicely into your morning commute. Now, before we begin, a friendly reminder, you can get more of LeadX every single day by following LeadX Life, L-I-F-E, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And ask me your toughest management and career questions by going to leadx.org slash askkevin. Today's one-minute career tip, important, not urgent. Are you busy but inefficient? Urgent activities are those that demand immediate attention, but often urgent tasks prevent you from achieving your real goals. Now here's how to course correct. If an interruption occurs, first determine whether it's urgent and important or urgent and not important. Delegate or put off the things that truly aren't important. Say no. Often an open door policy enables employees to delegate their problems and crises back onto management. Don't be an enabler. Empower your team members to use their best judgment in handling urgent but not important items. And my favorite, time block MIT in the morning, most important task. Get a little progress on strategic priorities before the urgents fill up your day. Our guest today is a professor of management at Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles, California. And in 2017, she received the university's award for distinguished teaching. She's published over 50 articles and book chapters and is the co-author of Power Mentoring, How Mentors and Protégés Get the Most Out of Their Relationship. I invite her to speak with us after I saw her TEDx talk, How to Get a Mentor. Our guest is Dr. Ellen Ensher. Ellen, welcome to the show. Thank you. So I want to dive into mentoring in, in a minute, but I actually ask all of our guests this very same first question, which is, I want you to tell us a story. Um, I'm hoping for a story about a time when you failed, maybe early in your career, because we want to know what you learned from it so we can learn from your failure too. Okay, great. Well, it, it wasn't really hard to think of my many failures. It was just kind of hard to think of one or two that was short and I'm willing to share. So, um, I guess one that came to mind was, so I do a lot of speaking obviously as a professor and as a speaker for different companies. And, um, I remember several years ago I was, uh, speaking to a group of Loyola Marymount University alums. So we had about 300 alums coming and it had been on the books for a long time. Well, unfortunately, I woke up and had a terrible flu, and I was so, so, so sick, but I thought to myself, oh, these people are waiting, I just better get there, so got myself together, and I got to the event, and I looked down, 
And I realized that I had one blue shoe on and I had one black shoe on. <laughs> and they were different size heels. And I think that was how out of it I was coming in. And if you can just imagine, you, you start off with mismatched shoes, the whole presentation kind of went from there. <laughs> and I think what I realized from that was, you know what, I'm not actually indispensable. Someone could have covered, right. you know, I'm just a human being. And it probably would have been okay to either admit to the audience what I was going through or cancel and reschedule. So I think I, I tend to be this type A pusher and I learned from that. You know what, sometimes you just got to give in to your, your human frailty. I, I love that story. I think you're right. I mean, we type A drivers and stuff so often we just keep going, going, going and we don't realize that, you know, we might not be as important to the event or the, the project or whatever as we think. And I, I won't even uh, try to one up you, but I will tell you that also being on the road and speaking and I pack light and there's been multiple times where <laughs> I wake up in the hotel room in the morning of an event and say something like, hmm, I have no belt today or something <laughs> like that. But the show must go on one way or another. So let's talk about mentors, protégés, um, and we'll just start at the beginning. I mean, why do you think having a mentor is so important for, for career success? Yeah, it's a great question. So uh, there's been a lot of robust research on this in the last 20 or 30 years. And it's, the thing about having a mentor is it can really leapfrog you over other people. It can fast track your career. So there's been research that shows that people who have mentors actually make more money than people who don't have mentors. They get promoted more rapidly. Um, they have a, a network of people who support them and introduce them to folks who are in the higher echelons of organizations and professions. Um, and that people with mentors also experience more, a, a greater sense of satisfaction, a greater sense of joy and commitment to their profession. So there's a lot of great reasons career-wise to have mentors. And I mean, I can give you kind of a, just a personal example. When I was in graduate school, I remember I was, uh, I was working with a client who was also my mentor at the LA Times. And during that time, we experienced the Los Angeles riots. Mm. And out of the riots, a lot of local businesses wanted to do something to um, ameliorate the, the tension in the city. And so my client, my mentor, came to me and said, you know, we want to do a summer jobs training program where we pair kids, high school and college students with mentors. And can you tell me, does race matter? And so she gave me this opening to do my very first research project. And that, so that was something she opened the door to a really meaningful project. And then I was able to go to a faculty member because I was a brand new doctoral student. My statistics skills weren't so great. My design <laughs> skills were, you know, the very beginning. So I went to a mentor in graduate school and she said, I will help you do this. And then, you know, that turned out to be Susan, who I have ended up collaborating with for many years. Um, but those opportunities with my mentors, like those took me, um, 
those that allowed me to accelerate into my career. So, I mean, that's kind of a personal example. Yeah. Well, I, and I was going to, you know, follow up on this. I mean, I often um, will answer uh, listener questions that I get about you know, leadership, productivity, whatever. And, you know, I'm often saying, look, to me, there's not like I'm not a big believer in, say, work life balance. To me, it's just a blend. It's an integration. And you right. know, I have one calendar. It's called my life. You know, so there's yeah. work things. There's my kid things. And it's it's all got to work. And so, you know, w- what are your thoughts on this idea that, you know, the mentors, it's not just about getting assigned one on the job to help you, you know, fit in as a new employee, but that this is really impactful to your whole life. Yeah, absolutely. So in fact, I have to say, I learned this um, in a, in a very profound way a couple of years ago. So a couple of years ago, I was doing my mentoring research, doing lots of speaking about mentoring. Well, uh, everything was going along quite well until October 26, 2014. I went in for a routine mammogram and I got the news that every woman dreads, which is, hmm, looks like cancer. Mm. And in fact, it was uh, breast cancer. So at that moment, um, I had to suddenly take on a whole new identity. So I went from being professor, mom, speaker, writer to cancer patient. Mm. And I didn't know much about that. So I had to acquire a whole new set of knowledge, skills, abilities. I had to make really crucial decisions quickly. And of course, I was in a state of shock and awe. But what I realized was it, it was so profound for me because I realized Oh, my skills in knowing how to get a network of mentors can help me here. And so that's exactly what I did. As soon as I got the diagnosis, I sat down and I went, what do I need to know and who can help me? And I reached out um, to a Facebook group that has mainly moms in my local area, like 2,500 women. And I said, I need people who can recommend doctors. I need some, you know, emotional support. I need people who've been through this. Um, I did something special to save my hair during chemotherapy. So I had my cold caps mentors and I really feel like having that team of mentors enabled me to navigate through a very challenging year back to a place of health in, in a much more like graceful and expedient way. And so, you know, my, my shift in my message these days is, uh, yeah, having a, having a mentor is great. You can make more money and you can have greater career satisfaction. But as you said, we bring our whole selves to work. We bring our whole selves back home and, and life keeps handing us unexpected challenges and obstacles and learning opportunities. And so if you can know how to get yourself a team of mentors, then I really believe that you can navigate through those challenges and learning opportunities, whether they're in your professional or your personal sphere. So that's why I'm so passionate about getting this message of mentoring out for people. Alan, I'm really glad you you shared this uh, for for a few reasons, and and I mean it really it really does frame the entire conversation about the value of mentors in our life and now how how to get them in, in a whole new light. And and I you know I, to me uh, I keep my own 
top values very simple. If there's more than three, then I just don't remember them. So for me, it's health, wealth, and relationships. And just, mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, rhyme them a little bit just so I'll remember them. And uh, so I look for mentors in, in all of, and have had mentors in all of these areas. And when it comes to health and, you know, the, the example that, that you shared, several years ago, um, one of the companies I started, uh, we had a conference called E-Patient Connections. It was out of Philly for, for several years. And the E stood for a variety of things, including engaged patient, empowered patient, um, electronic patient. And what the whole theme was that this, this day and age, you know, we yes, doctors are our partners, but you can't just trust the healthcare system. You can't just trust the one and first doctor uh, or other healthcare providers that you see. You need to sort of be your own advocate. And that's exactly what I saw year after year. We would bring hundreds of healthcare providers and uh, people, you know, suffering from different conditions together and talk about this, this network. And more and more people were finding their mentors on Facebook, on social media, or in, you know, special uh, private bulletin boards. And, you know, it's unfortunate. We all, uh, you know, I'm 50 years old and it's, you know, I don't want to think about all the people that have been affected by, you know, cancer in my life. But, Mm -hmm. you know, my friends and family members, you know, who share it with me now, I say, you need to find other cancer warriors in your area to guide you again, in terms of service providers, support networks and all of the rest. And I never really thought about it as, uh, I thought about it as, you know, a a support or someone to help you, you know, answer, figure, but you're, they're mentors, they're health mentors. It's, they really are. Yeah, they really are. Absolutely. And and that's the thing. It's like, we keep getting handed changes. So, you know, if you get a divorce, you need divorce mentors. If you become a parent, you need, you know, your mommy, daddy mentors. So, you know, going into retirement, getting into EMA mentors, essential. Yeah, that's right. And so I'm glad because I think, uh, and I'll make sure when I record the intro to this show, I always record the intros now afterwards so that I have a better context on, on what to highlight. And this will help me to you know frame this larger because I wouldn't want people to think, oh, this is an episode about get a mentor at work. Well, I don't have one or I already have one because it's really right. bigger than that. But but it let's is. let's go to that next step. I mean, you know, for some people, they they start a job or they go to work and it's like the HR department assigns them, you know, um, Kevin, you know, meet Alan, Alan, meet Kevin. You guys are going to yeah. be, you know, mentor protege. Um, but, y- you know, you talk about um, you have great strategies for how you can go about and find your own mentor, you know, a, a great mentor for you. So give us some advice. How do we do that? Yeah, I'd love to. So first of all, I would say if you are somebody who's been given a formal mentor, that's great. And if they're not the mentor of your dreams, that's okay. Because if you can just learn one thing from them, then that's still useful. So I think the number one thing is just to think about the idea that you want to have a team or a network of mentors. And, and it takes a lot of pressure off because in that way, one person doesn't have to fulfill all of your needs. So in terms of like how to actually get a mentor, so uh, most people have to just go out and find them you know, on their own. So, uh, and, and it's interesting because the first step in getting a mentor is actually about just sitting with yourself. And it's about sitting with yourself and number one, believing in yourself. I know that sounds a little bit cliche perhaps, but you have to have that belief that 
you have something to offer and that you're worthy. And I find that a lot of people struggle with this. So what I'll do when I'm you know, in front of a group talking about this is I'll say, look, here's like 30 <laughs> things from research that mentors gain. Could be appreciation, could be positive energy. What do you offer to a mentor? So getting clear on that. And then secondly, getting clear on what are you good at? What are your strengths? Because remembering as you go into a mentoring relationship, you want to be reciprocal. So you want to feel like you are um, giving support as well as asking for support. And so knowing what you're good at, and I mean, I love the tool Strengths Finder. That's something, you know, if people haven't done it, that's, that's a great place to start. And then, you know, knowing what you're not so good at and what you want to learn, like what your goals are, because you want to be really crystal clear when you approach a potential mentor. So that first part is all know and believe in yourself. And so once you sit with yourself, you do some reflection, um, and I've got, you know, some helpful tools and blogs on my website mm, for good. that. Then what I suggest is that you reflect on who you want to reach out to. So in other words, think about who are the go-to people in your profession, who are the superstars and who stands out, you know, and, and I would say if you're drawing a blank thinking I would, I would look for books written by people in your profession, TED talks, TEDx talks, blogs. Look around at your professional organizations. Notice who's in leadership role, roles um, and, and ask people. And so start to kind of assemble a list of people who are, uh, who are the top people in your profession and organization. So you're saying like we should just go for it. We should if – I'm, if I'm a, 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 a brand new professor of philosophy at uh, – at Grinnell in Iowa, and I'm looking for a career mentor, I should say, hmm, okay, well, um, most prestigious philosophy program is in Chicago, Northwestern. I should reach out to the dean of the philosophy department and ask Dr. Goldberg, even though he's never heard of me before, to be my mentor. Like, we should just go for it, like at the very top? No. <laughs> I'm glad I asked a clarifying question. <laughs> you should figure out who you'd love to go for <laughs> and do some background research on them. But here's the critical bridge okay. is then you want to figure out if you can find a way to warm connect with them. Okay. So using your example of the dean, so I would figure out is there somebody in your network that could provide you with an introduction mm. to that person. So it's and not so, it's not a cold call. It's not a cold email. No. It's like they're on your radar. Now you think about, all right, how how can I, you know, find a connection? Yeah. And and you know the thing is, Kevin, I have to say over the years, I every semester I teach a class and my I make my students get a mentor. Some of them have blown me away. They have done cold connects with all sorts of interesting people. One was the CEO of Tender Greens, mm. and he was so kind and he mentored my student. So it's not that that never works. It's just that it will work better if you can take some time and do some research and figure out how you might find a warm connection with them. 
LeadX family, don't forget, you can get links and notes from this interview over at leadx.org. And you can also download our free ebook, Richard Branson's Seven Secrets to Leadership at leadx.org forward slash Branson. And if you want to get more LeadX in your everyday life, just follow us at LeadXLife on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. That's one word, LeadXLife. And if you've ever gotten even just one good idea from a LeadX show, do me a huge favor. It takes less than a minute. And just subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a quick rating. Just go to leadx.org forward slash subscribe. Until next time, friends, remember, leadership is about influence, which means we are all leaders. Whether you're a salesperson or a soldier, an entrepreneur or an executive, a coach or a counselor, you are leading all of the time. You positively influence with your behavior and you influence negatively when you're a bystander. How will you lead today? <laughs>